0: Welcome to Relevant Risk from the Fryer Price Risk Management Center of Excellence, presenting conversations and analysis about risk and risk management for food and agriculture supply chain decision makers, from farmers to consumers and everyone in between. This is Relevant Risk. Hello,
1: this is John Anderson, director of the Friar Center for Excellence in Price Risk Management at the University of Arkansas, uh, here with another Relevant Risk podcast. And uh, today is kind of a special podcast, I think we would call this a, a, a crossover episode uh, because we are collaborating with our colleagues uh, from Row Crop Radio today to talk about uh, an important production economics topic. and. Uh, Joining us today, we've got Trent Roberts, who is the uh, University of Arkansas Division of Agriculture Researcher and Extension Soil Fertility Specialist. Trent, how are you today?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks
1: for the invitation. Did I get your title right or is that close enough? That's close enough. Perfect. Yep. And Mike Popp, uh, faculty member in the, in the Department of Agricultural Economics and Agribusiness and Production Economist. Mike, how are you today?
3: All oh, right, fantastic. Glad to be here.
1: All right, well, gentlemen, uh, appreciate you both being here. I think we've got uh, as we sit here recording this. It's uh, it's February tenth, uh, just uh, for reference for people listening to this, and uh, we are just now seeing the last of of last week's snow clear up uh, out in the parking lots, but we are thinking ahead uh, to the production decisions that our row crop farmers are making and Trent there's a lot uh, a lot for folks to think about as we approach planting season.
2: There definitely is and we've done several, you know, county meetings so far this spring and January and the resounding sentiment is rising input costs. Right. And when you think about that, you know, coupled with uncertainty of availability, there's there's a lot of angst out there amongst producers just going into this next planting season.
1: So we've been talking about rising input costs uh, a lot since last fall, I would say. And, and primarily we're talking about fertilizer here. Fertilizer prices have really taken off on most items I would say last summer they really took off and really uh, that continued throughout the fall and, and even into spring we were maintaining pretty high levels on these fertilizers.
2: And there's a lot of compounding factors but when you just step back and look you know the majority of our our primary fertilizer sources the costs have more than doubled in right. the last 12 to 18 months.
1: So I'm sitting here looking at uh, a list of, uh, of prices from USDA Ag Marketing Service. And uh, fertilizer price is actually a, a little bit difficult to, to, to get as good of information or as frequent of information on prices, at least publicly, as, as a lot of our other products, but AMS does A couple of different cost of production reports on a bi-weekly basis and they do one for Illinois which is pretty complete in terms of the information they produce so I kind of use that as a benchmark. Uh, Urea prices uh, first couple of weeks well for the month of January which we have data for through AMS you're looking at right at $900 a ton, and that's the price FOB, the distributor. Uh, you know, somebody might be getting the wholesale price that would beat that a little bit, but again, as a benchmark, $900 a ton. A year ago, it was just under 400 a ton. Uh, DAP, 850, 875 a ton right now. Uh, a year ago, uh, it was about 500 a ton. So not quite double, but close. And then potash, which we're gonna talk quite a bit about today, uh, a little over eight hundred dollars a ton in January, and it was sitting about three seventy-five this time a year ago. So, pretty dramatic increases, big
2: increases. And in, uh, I think one of the the other compounding issues is people don't know where it's headed, right? So, a right. lot of times we can see a trend of you know plateau or maybe a decrease or an increase. But when you think about you know ag production markets, they're truly a global you know type of economy or trade mm-hmm. system and what happens in you know other countries half the world away impacts our prices right here at home right and and it's it's definitely that uncertainty um, with where fertilizers
1: are traded is causing more and more problems so mike i want to bring you into the conversation here uh, you know trent is a soil fertility specialist and he approaches uh, fertility and the use of fertilizer from an ag- agronomic standpoint you know what what does it do to crop yields and how do we how do we how do we get the most out of our crop with the with the fertilizer that we apply Mike you're an economist I'm an economist you know we tend to think in terms of profitability uh, how do we get the highest profit out of what we apply and those aren't necessarily the same issue are they
3: well in general when you think about yield maximum uh, you think about well where is the yield top or where's the where are we close to to the yield potential and that is usually not the profit maximizing point that you want to get to and so uh, you can build your soils and the other approach is to is to use a sufficiency approach this is a term that I got taught from Dr. Slayton and Dr. Roberts both and uh, the intent there is to back off of fertilizer use to not reach yield maximum but to reach uh, the profit maximum, and the profit maximum is driven uh, not only by agronomic response to the to the fertilizers, but also uh, the price of the crop and the cost of the fertilizer.
1: The old the old profit maximizing condition from the production side, where the value of the marginal product equals the price of the input.
3: Yeah, or just putting enough fertilizer on until its value that it creates is just the same as as the cost that it costs for that, right for that extra unit.
1: Right. So, and usually down from yield max and and why that's relevant for this conversation obviously is uh, as prices have gone up as the price of fertilizer has gone up we would expect the profit maximizing use of that fertilizer to to, to come back
3: that's right? exactly right
1: but that and that, that relies on the old assumption that we use all the time as economists right the old ceteris paribus assumption all else being equal right so all else being equal if the price of fertilizer is going up the profit maximizing decision is to use less
3: of it. That's correct. But the question I would always get from producers and, and the question I raise for myself as a as a grower some time back is well, how much should I back up? Right. Uh, you know, and, and that is really a function of what the price of the crop is, because that affects the revenue side. But it also affects the yield response and the cost of the fertilizer. And to that end Uh, I've developed together with Dr. Roberts and Dr. Slayton, Dr. Drescher and others um, a tool, an online tool called the Potash Rate Calculator. Uh, And what it does is it allows you to put in the crop price and then you put in the the cost of the fertilizer. You put in what you think the yield potential of of the field is if everything was just perfect. And then you go ahead in terms of nutrient availability and then you put in what your existing soil test K value is. Uh, and uh, depending on all of those factors, uh, it spits out a recommendation in terms of pounds of K2O per acre.
1: A profit maximizing level of K2O per acre.
3: maximizing, uh, uh, yes. And then you can uh, look at the current VRT recommendations and then you can also put in what you think you want to put in and it, it tells you what the difference in profitability between the profit-maximizing rate, the VRT rate, or your own specific rate is.
1: So I want to I want to get to the results of the decision tool in just a second, and, and we certainly want to make producers aware of that uh, of that tool because th- there are a lot of really important decisions being made right now about this year's crop. Uh, but I want to pick up just a second on something you said, Mike. You know. Uh, we haven't just seen input prices go up, right? The, our center is paribus all else equal assumption is kind of falling apart because crop prices have also gone up. And so that, that really does complicate the decision Well, fertilizers higher. So uh, maybe we won't use less of it, but crop values are also quite a bit higher and that needs to factor into the decision, right? The value, the, the, value, the marginal value that that fertilizer provides is also higher.
3: That's right. And so making sense of that and figuring out what that profit maximizing rate is is not necessarily a straightforward thing to do. And that is why we've developed this uh, this PRC or potash rate calculator tool, which uh, Dr. Roberts has been, uh, you know uh, popularizing or popularizing over the over extension meetings, and people are aware of it. Uh, but you know if I were a producer right now, I would definitely want to sit down with this tool one more time, even if I've already bought my fertilizer to determine, well, maybe should I get some more or what do I have available and that kind of thing.
1: How should I allocate that fertilizer among my the various crops I'm planting, that sort of thing?
3: Yes, and an interesting thing about the potash rate calculator just this week, uh, we've added a newer version, PRC version 1.2, and uh, that tool allows you not to, to not only look at soybeans and rice for this decision, but also for corn and cotton. And so that uh, that is really uh, one of the reasons why why I thought it would be good to have a conversation today.
1: And now let me set the table just a little bit more and talk about these crop prices a second. Uh, we are toward the end of the price discovery period uh, for, for crop insurance which uh, is significant because that that is one particular price expectation that through the crop insurance uh, program, uh, people actually have a means to get a piece of. It doesn't mean that that's where prices are going to be when we get to harvest, but it is a pretty good again, a pretty good benchmark to look at. Uh, as of now and there's two or three more trading days left before these these plant these projected prices are are set, but they're gonna be pretty close. Corn is sitting at 5.70 a bushel. Cotton, a dollar and one cent per pound. Uh, long grain rice, uh, 14.60, 100. Uh, soybeans, 13.52 a bushel. Uh, these are the best. Projected prices we've seen, and that 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 projected price period is the middle of January the middle of February, by the way. So these are the best prices through that period of time that we've seen uh, on corn and rice since 2013, uh, on cotton and soybeans since 2011. So, Trent, folks are looking at potentially the best market we've had in in 10 years, really. What what are you hearing people say about that that side of things?
2: Well, it's it's one of those situations where that's obviously tempered you know, some of their concerns, but it's still, you know, their thoughts are everything's going up, right? So they feel like there's no end to the increase in input costs. right? And so it just comes down to, are crop prices going to, you know, maintain pace with those increased input costs? But I think, you know, where if producers are starting to get frustrated, not necessarily in the fertilizer sector, but we'll just say the ag chemical sector is availability, Right. So we've got increased input costs, but we don't know if we can even get them.
1: Even right? at the higher prices. Even
2: at the higher prices. And so it's it becomes a situation where, well, yeah, my, my value of my corn crops or my soybean crops are going up, but if I can't get my herbicide, I can't produce a crop, you know, or my yields
1: aren't going to be near what, what they should be. Well, and I will say, again, this is the relevant risk podcast uh, so, yeah, you know, I'd like to highlight based on what you're saying, I think that you're making some really good points that becomes a really difficult environment to make good risk management decisions in because we see these good prices, what, what look like good prices to us now that are that are on the table. Uh, yesterday, uh, uh, a producer could have booked a. Uh, new crop corn, next year's crop corn, at Helena, at the Helena elevator, the quoted price is 5.96 and a half. Soybean price there was uh, 14.72 and a half. So it's good prices on the table. But if I'm not sure how high my input prices are gonna go, I may be reluctant to book. I may be be reluctant to to take that risk management option. If I'm not sure that I can make a crop, I'm really reluctant to overbook and, and price too much. And so the situation you're describing really makes the risk management decisions much more difficult. It certainly does. And I think, you
2: know, my message to producers would be, you know, we all have to calculate our risk and and determine what, you know, what we can manage and what we can't. But this is one of those um, environments where we really have to promote our tools, right? We've got a lot of great information out there on, you know, how to use fertilizer, um, where to put it, where we're gonna get the best return on that investment. And so to me, this is a situation where, you know, there are things we can and can't control, but let's go look at these tools that have been developed to determine how to manage that risk. And, you know, we can't determine if the herbicides are gonna be available, but we can tell you what potash rate is gonna maximize your profitability.
1: Right, and, and that's a great point, and I, because I think this is the kind of year, again, at this point in the season, the best prices that we've seen in, in 10 years on most of our major crops, this is the year when you want to get things as right as you can. And so, Mike, that, that'll bring us back to you. So you've got the the potash rate calculator, and I know you've done some work with this thing lately with with updated prices on both inputs and outputs. Uh, give us a sense of, of of what this calculator tells us about about uh, the decisions farmers need to be making or at least thinking about.
3: Well, as it so happens, I have my spreadsheet tool right in front of me. So I'm gonna go ahead and go through an example. Uh, the soybean price we said was fourteen seventy-five to be optimistic. Uh, the potash rate fertilizer price for Murad of potash 0060 is let's say $820 per ton. And then they say, because we're not sure we're gonna get all the inputs purchased, let's take our yield prediction down to maybe 55 bushel an acre on irrigated soybeans and let's go ahead and use an STK of uh, 85 parts per million. Soil, you were, soil
1: test potassium. Is yes. It, so that would be what your soil, the, the amount of potassium that the soil test says is in the soil right now.
3: That's right. And so uh, the recommendation that the tool uh, determines is 81 pounds of K2O per acre for that yield potential, that soil test K value, and if you were to decide, well, you know, I haven't bought fertilizer yet, and so should I go in and, and buy potash fertilizer? Or what if I couldn't get a potash fertilizer? Uh, you compare that profit maximizing rate with a $7.50, $7.50 per acre application fee. If you compare that to putting no potash fertilizer out there at all, uh, the profit impact is $26.25 per acre. So.
1: The uh, based on the prices, the current level of soil fertility, the profit-maximizing rate of, of fertilization is about eighty pounds. That's right. And if if a if a farmer looks at the situation and says, you know what, fertilizer is really expensive, and uh, I'm I'm looking for ways to economize, and I know I've got I've got potassium out there in the soil, I'm just not going to fertilize this year that's basically leaving a little over 25 dollars an acre on the
3: table that is correct and the current vrt recommendation for those conditions is 100 pounds an acre and compared to the 81 that's a profit difference of a dollar 80. but if you then said okay well you know i only have so much cash available let's say i only want to put 50 pounds out then the profit difference between the profit maximizing rate and that 50 pound rate is $5 an acre.
1: Okay, so your tool basically allows you to say, all right, if I if, if I wanna cut back and, and just mine the soil for potash, what's it gonna cost me? It's gonna cost me about 25 an acre. But you know, maybe I've got my fertilizer bought and I've gotta decide how to allocate it among these crops. What if I go to a 50 pound rate, then I'm only leaving $5 on the table versus the, the optimal or yes. profit maximizing.
3: And the thing is, that is not only for soybeans, you can now do the same thing for rice, corn, and cotton. And you saw how long it took me to figure out an answer. It's about two minutes once right. you know what you're doing. And that's a, nice, that's a nice thing to be able to have.
1: Right. So uh, a lot of different scenarios the producer can run through really quickly in terms of evaluating how to get the, the most bang for their fertilizer buck, at least with respect to potash.
3: Yes. Now, if your soil test K value was in the optimum range, and let's say that's 130, 130 parts per million, then the uh, economic recommendation on soybean is to actually go ahead and put no fertilizer out there. Okay. Okay. The VRT recommendation right now is 50 pounds. Profit difference is $18.50.
1: So, Trent, one of the things I'm hearing in this is the real value, particularly this year when this decision is fairly complicated and the stakes are pretty high, of knowing what's in the soil now. Exactly. Soil testing has always been a solid
2: foundation of of any fertilization program and as, you know, Dr. Pop and others have developed these tools, you know, they're built on that foundation, right? right? So That's right. You know, up-to-date accurate soil test information is going to be critical to utilize this tool and even if your your data is a few years old, you know, let's say you couldn't get out in the fall and sample all your mm-hmm. fields, you know, being able to go back and look at a history of soil test information is, is beneficial. But with anything else, you know, I love to use the term garbage in, garbage out. And whether we're using this tool or we're using soil test information, you know, the all these downstream decisions I'm going to make ultimately hinge on my ability to collect a, a quality soil sample. Right. And so when we start with that, then we can use this data to plug into these tools and You know, one thing that that I would really like to emphasize is the use of this tool being as specific as, you know, an individual field setting all the way up to a farm scale, right? So the scalability of the tool is what's, you know, another uh, big benefit for producers, because you can drill down to to individual fields where you've got grid soil sample data, or you can, you know, pull back and say, okay, you know, I want to look at, you know, this 500 acre block of, of soybean or rice or whatever. And so that scalability, I think, is is very useful.
1: Okay, good point. And uh, I like your point about information. And again, that's a, that's a key risk management principle, of, a key management principle. Uh, you know, it's really difficult to manage what you don't have information on. <laughs> and that soil test information here, this, this situation we're in now really highlights the value of that for sure.
2: Well, exactly. And it, it's like anything else. The, the more data we have, you know, obviously uh, the better we can make informed decisions, but quality of data is, is also very, very important.
1: Very good. So, Mike, if somebody wants to, to get this uh, decision tool to play around with it and evaluate scenarios on their own farm with their own crops, where would they find this?
3: Well, one thing uh, to remember is that you need to have a, a Windows compatible. Uh, laptop or something like that and you want to have uh, Excel available to you and then uh, you can go, go out on the internet and, and, and Google Michael Pop and potash rate calculator and that will take you to a site where there are a number of decision tools and one of the logos on there is the potash rate calculator. You click on it, it gives you a tutorial on how to use it. It gives you a way to download that spreadsheet. I recommend closing other spreadsheets before you open that one. And then, uh, then it's as simple as plugging in those prices like we just did in the demonstration and looking at the graphic output to see how well the observed data points that are shown on the, on the graph fit the curve with the yield response curve, and then reading the information off and making your decision.
1: Very good, and we'll put a link to that uh, decision support page where this where this tool is located on the Fryer Center website as well, which will be another way people can get to it.
3: Yeah, look for a logo that says Potash Rate Calculator. It's got a, a chemical beacon on it, and it says 0060 uh in a in a circle. So that uh, that's really easy to to think about and and find that way.
1: Very good, Trent. Uh, it won't be long before planters are rolling any uh, any any last thoughts on on uh, decision priorities as we get close to planting well one thing
2: i will say just to follow up on the comment of locating the potash rate calculator um, all of our row crop specialists as well as our county extension agents have been trained in how to use the tool uh, so if you're a producer or a consultant that you know needs some help uh, you know, figuring out how to use the tool or locating it. You know, your county extension agent or your county extension office is a great first place to, to reach out and, and get, get help with that particular tool. Uh, but to answer your question, you know, my piece of advice is, you know, there's a lot of going on, there's a lot of moving parts, and, and I think the biggest you know, message that I would give producers is, you know, don't make an emotional decision right and so this is that that situation the perfect storm where you know you feel overwhelmed with prices and uncertainty and i think the worst thing we can possibly do is is make an emotional decision you know and i'm, I'm going to talk about fertilizer in particular you know i can't afford to put it out you know so i'm just not going to buy it or you know just just things like that mm-hmm. and i think you know my message would be set down you know look at your data you know, look at your costs and make well-informed decisions. Use the tools that are available and don't let emotion dictate, you know, what you're doing this growing season.
1: All right. Good advice. Trent Roberts, uh, soil fertility specialist. Mike Pop, ag economist, both with the University of Arkansas System Division of Ag. Thank you both for being here. Uh, this is John Anderson with the Relevant Risk podcast, and we look forward to catching up with you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to the Relevant Risk Podcast, a production of the Friar Price Risk Management Center of Excellence in the Department of Agricultural Economics and Agri-Business within the University of Arkansas System. The Friar Price Risk Management Center of Excellence carries out teaching activities through the Dale Bumper's College of Agricultural, Food, and Life Sciences at the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville, and research and extension activities through the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. Visit friar-risk-center.uada.edu for more information. Thanks for listening.